0: And welcome back to the new blocks. A little bit of a gap there since our last episode, but we're back with another zero X. We're just going to let the conversation flow. We're going to catch up. It's been a couple of weeks since Kevin and I got to talk crypto. I went to Iceland and then I came back and I went to MCON in Denver. So it's been about three weeks actually since I've sat down in the studio and gotten to have a chat with you. Kevin, how are you? You've aged so much since we last spoke.
1: Yeah, hopefully gotten slightly Tanner. Maybe i Feel like the the beach calls me in the summer, and I just have to go and embrace it. Uh, I've been trying to get my tan on. I have been having a good time over in crypto land these last few weeks. It it has been a long time. It felt like uh, you and I were taking turn taking turns taking off. Uh, feels good to be back though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I have to give a shout out to Iceland. I had a great time over there. Something we didn't even talk about. In our prep leading up to this show, but did you know that Iceland is like known for its literature historically? Apparently, like one in ten Icelander has published a book. So they're very much about writing, and you can get like a grant from the government. And same with artists. They have this crazy local art scene of painters and fashion designers and various other things on the art spectrum. Um, and it's it's pretty damn cool. There's a ton of street art and I think some stuff that could be prime for the NFT world. Uh, there's also a lot of Bitcoin mining there. I wanted to check out a Bitcoin mining farm, but apparently even revealing the locations is considered a security risk. So I couldn't find anybody to actually tell me where they are.
1: Damn, I guess that makes sense. I never really thought about that. That's, uh, that's kind of wild. I guess yeah. there's probably the like ultra big ones that are too too difficult to hide that people probably know about but if you've got like a smaller place yeah no reason to dox yourself yeah
0: anyway that sounds like a fun trip no it's really cool and of course the nature's awesome i was showing off some of the footage on my stream the other day so uh yeah, think think about it, but I, I think I might even go back and try some of the darkness. I'm I'm one of those guys, Ooh. dude. I mean shit, if it's dark all the time, I'm just sitting inside playing on the computer for the most part anyway. So know. you you just go out during those four hours. I don't know, man. Sounds perfect. It's like
1: a, a millennial gamer's dream. Yeah. Just cl- close the shutters and exactly. hang out inside, play some video games. So we'll see. I've got happens. a little bit of news as well. Oh yeah. What do you <laughs> got, buddy? Please hit us yeah. with it. Yeah uh just switched jobs previously i was a uh, software engineer at stitch fix uh i have just recently started working at consensus uh which is the company that does metamask uh infura a bunch of other ethereum related uh infrastructure and tooling uh so i've joined the truffle team truffle is the developer tool oh, that's actually the name suite. of your team yes that is actually the name of the team (laughs) truffle like the chocolate uh truffle is a developer tool for smart contract engineers um and so i'll be working on the scaling and layer two team hence my scaling ethereum shirt today um side note i'm running low on unique shirts for this series (laughs) i think I think we we're all like episode 17 or 18. I yeah. I've had to wear a couple shirts twice and I'm not, I'm not liking it. Yeah. So I got to go out. And now that I've left the clothing company, I need to go buy some more clothes. Uh, I'm not much <laughs> of a t-shirt
0: guy anymore. So that's like, I, I've already moved on from that, but I do feel your pain. I'm going to have to send you an Axie shirt soon. Rumor is that Axie merch is, it's getting close. We're almost there. I think NFT NYC might be the debut of some of the Axie merch, Kevin. Are, are Am I going to see you there, by the way? Are you going to schlub up to New York and come hang out with us? Or
1: I'm down. I didn't get a ticket, but I'm down to hang out regardless. You... Yeah, no. Who, it's... who even needs to go to the con? It's all about the parties after, right? Dude,
0: how many times have we been to PAX East and absolutely that's it? I mean, the <laughs> con is something. But the parties, the, the yeah. social atmosphere, it's the outside of the... You could probably just hang outside where the smokers chill and talk to some pretty cool people without a damn event ticket at all. And if you make a nice totally. enough friend, a lot of times staffers are pretty friendly and they'll just give you a badge if you seem like a, a pretty nice, normal person. You know, I've I've totally seen that happen before.
1: I, I still tell people the story about the time we ended up getting into the like <laughs> VIP section of that party. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. you were swerving and yeah. we were like... <laughs> overserved, yeah. Yeah no but uh, it was it was a a great time and I I agree I feel like the uh, the 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 NFT NYC scene sounds like it'll be pretty cool I've seen a lot of people talking about it on Twitter I saw yeah. some tweet about how they had like 80 or so speakers I don't know how how that works out but Yeah, there there are a lot of
0: speakers. I think there's a lot of Axie speakers as well. I saw listed many people that uh, are from North America uh, and related to Axie are somehow involved or going. So, yeah, Yeah. I think it'll be a a hell of an affair, my friend. Um, But this week, uh, congratulations on your job, by the way. That's super exciting. Full-time crypto. Go you, Kevin. Now, let, let me ask you something, for real. January 1st 2021 all right i think that's before you and i had like reconnected about podcast stuff or whatever if somebody had told you you know that guy zyori and you i'll bet you a hundred thousand dollars both of you have (laughs) full-time jobs in crypto before q4 of this year would you have taken that bet
1: I mean, I I kind of had a sense about myself. Like, I, I knew that I was going to end up working in the space by, like, 2018. Um, I did kind of like my job at the time, so that did make it difficult. Um, and, but, like, I, I knew eventually. I was super uh, excited for you when you joined Axie, uh, because I knew that that was, like, a pretty big transition in your career, to go from Dota yeah. to, to some of this, this, like, brand new game. Um, But yeah, the the timing has worked out pretty well. Uh, The fact that we both work in crypto now and we have our podcast to show for.
0: It's pretty cool. And um, so anyway, uh, this week I had sort of a wild experience um, at MCON. It's like Meta Cartel's event here. It was in Denver. It was a a smaller event. It was at this kind of cool venue that I'd never been to before in Denver where it was it's a brewery, but it is also set up to be Basically, a conference center, like they have like a spot where you can do panels and like projector like it's definitely geared for like the tech vibe that exists here. So I guess it makes sense. And I mean, you can batch in, you know, like groups of, you know, 50 to 100 people, I think fairly easily. So it's not tiny, but it's not a giant convention hall either. So in some ways that's that's even better and I mean there are some some pretty legit like ethereum people there folks that were bulls in like 2015 2016 um, they were you know these kind of like true believer types and if you've been around for that long you've had a lot of time to get involved in projects and just start accumulating assets. Like You just accumulate tokens by working on things and contributing. Um, A lot of times, if it's a project you'd want to work on anyway, and they're like, well, we'll give you some tokens as a reward. You're like, okay, if this goes somewhere, awesome. If it doesn't, whatever. I just want to do this project because I think it's cool or I want to learn. Well, a lot of those projects have got 100x now. So what started is like, yeah, sure, 10,000 of these funny money tokens is like, shit, these things are 10 bucks a pop now. This is like real money. Um, that's happened to a lot of those people, and I felt very out of my element. It reminded me of when I switched from Starcraft 2 to dota 2 and like that first dota 2 cast and you're trying to figure out what to talk about and you're like, enchantress, yeah she likes to buy Orchid. Yeah, that's an item right? She uses the Orchid that matches, you know, like it, it's awful. um, and you're standing there like just listening to people talk about all like, the, the different depths and cracks and webs of all these super specific niche, like, I barely understood what people were talking about. I think I I really understood about 30% of most of the conversations that I was a part of when we weren't talking about Axie,
1: you know? Yeah, it, this, this space has so quickly um, just, like, dwarfed what is physically possible for one human to, like, actually be involved with. Like, I, I do remember when you could kind of talk about crypto to a degree and like, we all sort of knew what was going on in the space. But I mean, like it is like the internet where you can't keep up with the internet, uh, (laughs) just and talk about the internet. Like, yeah, maybe you could talk about the front page of Reddit with your friends when you're hanging out, but like crypto. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Um, and I, I'm definitely jealous. I'm looking forward to getting to a convention, um, because, yeah, I, I, I kind of miss that ability to just yeah. you know bump into random people, talk about crazy shit. Totally, and that's the best part. Like being fully remote with Axie, it's very independent.
0: You know, like Jiho yeah. was there and I was rooming with him. Right, we were staying in the suite of one of the nicer hotels in downtown near the event, and um, I they had there was like a bedroom and then like the office area, and I was sleeping on one of the little hotel cots in the the business area. But it's like. We would wake up in the morning, talk about our schedule of when we had like overlapping free time, when we go to the the convention floor, and we would just talk about Axie all the rest of the time. You know, like at breakfast, we're like, dude, in 50 years, what's Axie gonna be like? What if we used CRISPR to make a real Axie? You know, like that's what we (laughs) were talking (laughs) about at breakfast, you know? Horrifying. But, like, <laughs>
1: but maybe cute. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, who knows, right? But I mean, it's hard to predict 50 years in the future. That's what makes that such like a fun thought experiment. Yeah. But uh, it's that's the kind of stuff I don't think about on my own. But you have this natural kind of brainstorming kind of ability to piggyback ideas and explore what's crazy and what's not. And, you know, a lot of it's just crazy water cooler talk, but some of it gets distilled into like really cool, innovative ideas uh, and stuff we want to build into the pipeline. So that part of it yeah. was really fun and refreshing.
1: There's kind of this sense, like the way the way I think of my experience of crypto is every day we are all ingesting new information about all of the different aspects of all of the different things that are doing, that are being successful, that are like ideas that are panning out, ones that are failing. We're kind of witnessing this kind of organic growth of the organism um, sort of like, uh, just expand out into different areas. And every day we sort of like have the the conversations with the people around us with like what we're seeing. Um, but being able to kind of like look back at, at how far we've come with all this stuff. Um, yeah, it, it is fun to spend time kind of speculating about what the future holds in different areas. I think I think that's one concept I've I've been thinking about recently with this a lot of friends have asked about the metaverse. Um and it's I mean it's this term <laughs> that like doesn't really have a definition yet. But it's this sort of like vision or this idea of of a future. Uh and I I love At any given time, there's always sort of like my new vision of like some subset of things is is constantly changing and and, and just adapting to all this new information.
0: Totally. I mean, I think my biggest takeaway from this event was, um, I mean, it's cool to see some of the reaction to Axie and obviously Jiho's up to like 250,000 Twitter followers. I'm at like 45,000, you know, so... (laughs) I came in around like 30K. I've grown by 50% in like five months. That's crazy good. That's solid growth. Uh, but Jiho like, I, I, he, when when I was at 30K, he caught up shortly after I got hired and said, game's on to 100K. I was like, what? He said, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to beat you to 100K way before you. I said, okay, game on. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was at 100K like two weeks later and I had maybe gotten oh 5,000. So, You you certainly expect a a degree of fandom, and I guess that part's not too crazy. But what surprised me the most were uh, the people that were in this group of like, you know, hardcore ETH heads, these real believers, kind of recognizing like, wow, you guys are really bringing a lot of people into the Ethereum ecosystem. Your bridge is burning a, a shitload of ETH now with the new protocol. Like this is this is massive. It's like you finally did it. People have been trying for so long. To figure out how to make Ethereum and blockchain cool. And I'm realizing that one of the real parts of the Axie innovation is decentralizing the evangelism of blockchain technology yeah. because the game is fun. And it has tokenomics that allow you to earn through the SLP token, right? It has buy pressure from people that want to buy it, to burn it, to breed and make more axes and make more money and bring on more scholars. And then you have people that want to sell it because they're scholars and they're playing to sell the SLP so they can buy stuff in the real world. It's kind of the whole point that they're playing, right? Um, having that... Ah, fuck, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying, Kevin? Yeah,
1: I, I hate it. I, you were talking about kind of how it's like you build this it, Axie is kind of building this incentive mechanism mm. to to bring people into the space and, and uh, in this case, it's for you know battling uh, uh, breeding all of this stuff. Oh yeah.
0: so the sorry yeah. Um, but the value proposition to you know a good like 1.5 billion people potentially in the world, they, they live in an economy where the minimum wage is less than like 20 or thirty dollars USD per day. So compared to, uh, you know, a a physical labor or sort of low skill job, playing Axie is a lot more fun. And if it pays even more money and you also learn a skill, not playing Axie necessarily, but using cryptocurrency and financial tools and all that kind of stuff. I mean, for some of these people getting access to credit, right, that's something that exists in the DeFi space. Doesn't necessarily exist for everyone in the centralized financial world. In some countries, it's really hard to get credit, and that is like a form of oppression, right? That's a way to keep people down because credit is something you like. Think about a car: being able to buy a car in America very easily and just get a loan. Like you go to CarMax, they expect you to need a loan to buy the car. It's totally normal. Almost anybody can qualify for a loan specifically to buy a car. Why? Because it allows you to have a wider variety of jobs. So you can take a higher paying job and then you can use that car to make more money and you pay the car off over time and it's a net benefit for your system and you can accrue more wealth and then grow your whole thing. That's like like the essence of modern economics. Right. Um, Yeah. And in a society where you have no access to that credit, that means you got to buy a car straight up with cash. That's way harder. That's a way bigger uh, wall you got to climb just to be able to get the transportation, to go to the place, to get the job that actually lets you further your future. So uh, anyway, sorry, I'm getting real philosophical today, bud.
1: No, I like it. Uh, Yeah, I I think it it is pretty wild to think about um, just the difference of uh, what it's been like Growing up, like I, th- I, I liken the way you just described that car to the sort of like, um, millennial in the U.S. situation where, um, just like you enter the workforce with this mountain of debt, like in in the case of uh, of in the Philippines, like not even being able to access uh, a vehicle or like that education, um, I, I'm it excites me to think about w- the impact that crypto will have. Uh, globally in parts of the world that a lot of times we don't think about in the U.S. Um, And knowing that those people that can then begin contributing on a world stage uh, in this, like, entirely new global industry, that's going to affect us in ways that, like, we just, there's no physical, like... I can't even imagine what mm-hmm. that means when suddenly, like we 10 X the number of engineers on a project or people involved in a community uh, just like overnight, because we just, you know, found this incentive mechanism to get people involved in crypto and then get them to understand how to use this new tool set. And like you right. said, that that education and knowledge that translates to everything else that translates to DeFi. And suddenly like people mm-hmm. are learning how to use the rest of this uh, of this open financial system. Um, and, like the, and, yeah, you know,
0: it just in general, right? This is true outside of of crypto. The key to winning at like modern economics and like our modern economies is get appreciating assets, right? Like buy things that like increase in value over time, all things equal. Like generally, the stock market goes up over time if you zoom out over like decades, right? That's an example of an appreciating asset. In a lot of cases, a house can be an appreciating asset. You buy it, and over ten years, it increases maybe thirty percent in value or something. So it's like instead of just having cash sitting in your bank account, you want to put some of that into you know reasonable investments. You know like ETFs. You know it's a nice low risk way to get like 5 or 10% or something per year I guess or maybe maybe lower than that but you know um this is the same kind of thing where the these people that are in parts of the world that don't have access to these tools that means they have less access to appreciating assets and they have less yep. tools to buy other appreciating assets you know using credit yeah. to buy an appreciating asset if you get a loan for 4% and you can buy a house that appreciates at 6% well, fuck dog, that money you just borrowed to buy the house you're making fifty percent you're slaying it that's awesome that's that is like the perfect example of leveraging money to just like leverage your debt to move upwards that's that's um that's yeah. it right there and it it starts with just having access to those basic tools to be able to do that. I can't echo that enough. Yeah. I, I had like multiple conversations today about this, so it's very fresh on my mind.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think this just kind of speaks to the exponential change that can likely occur when you start to enable people to, like, give them the tool set that, you know, that they kind of need in order to uh, elevate the the society in which they live. I, I think this is the stuff that really gets me excited. The Bankless guys did an episode uh, about comparing, like, I forget what it's called, something like the crypto renaissance, but like, kind of comparing the the historical Renaissance to this sort of crypto Renaissance. Um, and like I this this conversation makes me think back to that episode and just about this sort of like extreme expansive growth that occurred and it started with a new financial uh, tool. It was uh, at that point um, double entry accounting. Um, in many ways, people refer, uh, I'm not as familiar with the accounting world, but like people think of the blockchain as this, like essentially like triple entry accounting, where now we have this like third party version of state for accounting that exists. So it started with this like financial revolution that turned into this art revolution. Um, we've talked about NFTs and we've talked about the way that this changes. How art can be, how art can create value and how you can create value with art. Um, and that's just kind of like flourished into this explosion of, of innovation that occurred all over. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. This stuff excites me.
0: Yeah, um, me too. And 50% of Axie's player base is new to crypto. 25% is bankless and new to you know just finance and this idea of being able to store money digitally or put it in the hands of someone else. That is... That's- that's wild absolutely yeah and that's that's kind of a massive responsibility we have a lot of improvements to do in terms of new user education and um creating more options and tools like the the decks the decentralized exchange that we're building for ronin that's going to be a big one you know it'll allow people to move tokens around without having to bridge off to sell um slp or at least swap it to axs it'll save a lot of gas fees it's a key part of our ecosystem that's missing, right? And some of that is just really, really hard. Uh, there's been some like interesting FUD spreading from some pretty recent Axie players, like YouTubers that were in the space for like two or three months. And since they've been here, there haven't really been any product rollouts because we've had to spend a big chunk of the last quarter scaling servers to try to meet the demand of having you know almost 2 million daily active users. We didn't expect that like ex- literally exponential growth over the course of a couple months, so um, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, a little bit of an unsexy time. Nobody cares about the back end upgrades, Kevin. You know, that's not se- uh, server optimization is not sexy, but man, it doesn't <laughs> get the credit it deserves. I tell you, I tell you.
1: But it shows it's good that like they they ordered the problems in correctly, right? Like you don't want to be optimizing. Yeah server before the product exists so like because if you do that then whoever built the product without optimizing the server first is going to be first to market and you're kind of screwed yeah um, buddy do you want to toggle yeah, I mean, your I video also,
0: real quick you're not yeah. synced up and let me see if uh, just a quick on off
1: is going to fix it bada boom bada bing bada bing and he's
0: back let's any, try it any good yeah it's maybe. better
1: it's better all right i'll just toggle my video then maybe we will figure it out offline there you go um yeah, the I was going to say, and I mentioned like also scaling the team, right? Like I, I worked at Stitch Fix when we went from 100 engineers to 200 engineers over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of time out of your day to be going through that many interviews uh, and seeing yeah. like the team that you're on expand and break into two. And then that team expands and breaks into two. Yeah, yeah. You know, time to go to earth I'm, I'm
0: actually a little nervous. I've got my my first hire starting uh, at the, the first week of October. Uh, nice, Esports manager. Congrats. Uh, very exciting. Yeah. I mean, we need it. Our esports plans are scaling a lot. We're hiring a lot of contractors. But uh, yeah, it's a big responsibility. I Now I have to delegate f- at least 40 hours of work a week to my new esports manager. I got to really think about workflow now it's a total change i was a one-man team in the esports vertical it was awesome i was a dog without a leash Arr! now uh i had a couple of yeah. i got my first pup make you know, sure, gotta make sure him you gotta wean them off the teat you delegate well
1: yeah make sure you figure out like i don't know you'll do great i'm not worried but what's so here
0: what's cool though is though the trip to iceland the first five i was there for like 14 or 15 days first five days this guy his stew he came to visit he he was there and that sort of served as like the first part of his job interview. 5 days of sharing a bed in a studio apartment <laughs> in Iceland with Ziori. How was, how's was that for a job interview, man? <laughs> <Did the laughs> you like that? Uh, uh, sharing a bed. At, well, know, yeah, mean, European style. It's you know, you're you're ah. you're going for the value trip. It was a pull-out couch. It true, was true. it was a roomy oh, double. Right. But Okay, fair, fair.
1: Still, I mean there were two blankets. <laughs> I mean, come on, uh, man. That's, an, that's no funny business. Uh, Charlie and Frank's apartment. <laughs> sure. It was, no, it was
0: cool. That. You know, we watched yeah, the karate cool. kid, you know, ate some dominoes. Nice. It was awesome. We had a great time. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, from the pictures I saw, it also looks like a beautiful place to hang out with. But yeah, yeah so the, the team's growing. Uh, yeah. it sounds like Axie's going through some growing pains, but.
0: Well, no, hiring is just like that. I described it, I think on my podcast yesterday that, um, hiring at this scale, it's like two steps back to make four steps forward. Well, I guess I could just say one step back to make two steps forward. Um, but it feels better if you double it, Kevin. Just go big. Yeah, it does. It um, does.
1: More <laughs> steps, uh, healthier for sure. A hundred steps, four hundred and twenty <laughs> steps forward, sixty nine steps back. Yeah,
0: but it's slow at the beginning. Like it really does take a lot of bandwidth to onboard people, even if they're really good people and they learn fast. Like you, you yeah. have to, you have to give them the information. You got to organize stuff. You got to develop a workflow and a communication relationship and stuff, and uh, that takes time. And um once you get it in order, though, like a month, once he's cruising and running independently and owning some of his own ideas, and you know, we think about expanding the team even more, and that mid mid role becomes more of a senior role over time. It's all very exciting, you know. It's uh, it's fun to be able to see how fast the thing is scaling and how more how much more efficient we will be in the future, buddy. We're uh, we're getting there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, I I imagine it's also probably tough knowing. Fun, exciting things that are happening, and not being able to talk about it on your crypto podcast. But uh, I, I mean, yeah. there, there's I'm so much going it. on. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I'm I'm super excited now uh, with getting started at the the Truffle team. I definitely, you know, I'm in like soak up knowledge phase first two weeks. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Phase I, I won't have yeah it it's just like a shotgun of, of like new information every four minutes it was so
0: hard with axi i was just like trying to find all this content and there's so many stories that like weren't captured you know all these youtubers are brand new so their content's really rough and i'm you know oh gosh yeah that that self-learning that has to take place it's uh it's hard it really and then like now that i'm on the other side of it it is hard to organize the information like i kind of get it and it is a little yeah. bit of like uh a rite of passage it's sort of like your first test to see how you navigate the the uh, knowledge gap and kind of that uh, initial hill you have to climb so yeah it's and, a little brutal like, but i like it
1: and it's one of those things where uh, especially if you're bringing on new people at the speed at which Axie probably is like the next person gets to slightly improve the the pipeline for the next person who makes it slightly better for the next person um but, yeah, I mean, uh, I, it helps in the case of Truffle that I've actually used the uh, Truffle tools before for um, smart contract happen. engineering. Yeah. Um, I actually met some of the people there at TruffleCon, which was their convention <laughs> in uh, Seattle a <laughs> um, uh, couple of years back. Boom. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was a fun little con. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, NFT NYC is coming up. That, uh i don't know i'm i need to get to a con soon i think i might be going to uh it might be a little too soon to say but i I think there's one in uh end of october i might be going to okay Uh, yeah excited for i
0: um. i think i might be going to portugal for that event in october 20 to 22nd um that was the
1: one i was thinking about actually it's not totally in stone yet but i might meet you there Dude,
0: should we? Oh, should we plan? Should we get an Airbnb? All right, dude, let's do it up. All right, that's really exciting. <laughs> I can't believe we just uh, figured that out here live on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I, I, I don't want to get too excited because we're not hundred percent sure yet. But uh, same, I but won't I'm get very excited. I'm like ninety percent sure. When nice. I, yeah, I got
0: the tentative approval if I can quote show that it's going to be useful and make a plan. So we'll see. I, I don't know. That sounds tough. Show oh man,
1: that's that's, that's vague, but uh, it's important. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I also well,
0: let me ask you a question.
1: Um, yeah. because this is
0: one that I haven't been able to answer internally. How much do you value marketing at these kind of Ethereum or blockchain conventions, right? Because there are a lot of really reputable brands that buy branding, some of the ad packages are a little, little lofty in the pricing because they know that all of us have made some money on our tokens but um i i think of the example of coke right they're the most yeah. notable brand in the world so like why are they still buying advertising because they want to maintain their spot as the most known brand in the world so yeah um axie's really popular and in some ways i feel like well we don't need to do any paid marketing but maybe the bigger that g- you get the more you want to reinforce you your marketing
1: to. um what do you think yeah what do you i think? mean in When I go, so there's a couple conventions that I went to in San Francisco and then one in LA and I I just like with crypto conventions, there's always the sort of spread of sponsors where there's like the one or two really big ones that are like probably some, some company that just has like a ton of uh, VC money that they just dump into it. Like company may or may not be good depending on, on the convention, but um, there's sort of the long tail curve of like. Um, companies that you can tell like I I sort of assume that they're being sponsored are sponsoring this event uh, is sort of at least an indicator that it may be worth my time to like they they have succeeded enough to afford this and therefore maybe this could be an indicator that I should learn more about it Um, but couldn't you argue
0: Axie's already got that
1: that it has but i mean like even i like spend most of my time in crypto and just like again oh, the yeah. shotgun to the face of things that are happening you're one uh, of those like, guys i haven't i i i, I kind of like this is why mystics are my undervalued attention.
0: people like you man because you guys are like <laughs> oh a sidechain. yeah i see it's popular but what a pain in the ass i gotta <laughs> stall this sidechain bullshit like I get it. It is an extra barrier. And everybody I onboard, like, I onboarded a new player. He bought three collector's Japanese axes. one of my friends from Iceland. And his response was, this could be easier. I'm like, yeah, no shit, dog. It could be a lot easier. <laughs> that's, <good>. <laughs> <It's>,
1: <laughs> that's a, a, yeah, a and great it's like, observation. I, I I haven't even played Axie yet. And, like, that, I'm embarrassed to say that given how long I've worked this company but just like given all of like i think that the floor is pretty low bud. me at me at my me and my happy place in crypto is sort of like uh scrolling through all of the different things and kind of just getting some basic understanding and like well you can do
0: that just buy a mystic and then keep doing that
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with you that i get that um but i i think within that i think of it as a uh Breath, breadth that breath first search as opposed to a depth first first i can't even talk uh like i think i'm it's not time i need to go depth first on axie and like actually go through it um but going back to your actual question like even though i know that axie is cool as shit even i haven't taken the time to like go you know go through the steps necessary. Um, and I think that's where that ad spend actually does kind of work with the psychology of it. It's like, okay. it, all right, if, I, if I'm if i bombarded with it, I'm constantly reminded like, shit, I need to go set this up. Um, so yeah, I, I would say go for it. I mean, obviously it's probably not just a decision <laughs> right. for you, but G- like- Great uh, advice, thanks, Consultant it. Kevin. Yeah, it's yeah, go Two for thumbs it, up. spend the money, <laughs> it sounds great. Uh, yeah great marketing advice just do it all right
0: thanks shia uh toggle your camera again for me that'd be awesome yeah um yeah buddy you're not wrong i totally hear you and i think you make some good points and i think no joke that is indicative of like i think mystics there's like 1900 of them total um and axie is like poised for a big growth spurt i think and um I don't know. I think when you compare them to a lot of these other NFT, like the Cyber Kong's floor is like a hundred ETH right now. Um, Double Mystics and Axie are like ninety ETH. So I, I think uh, Double Mystics are they're substantially more rare, and uh, these guys are poised to pop. Kevin, thirty-one ETH right now, you can buy this sick Axie fifteen oh two. This could be yours. Come on, man. Oh shit, the Axie
1: fifteen oh two. No
0: way. That's so. I have no joke. I've actually been trying to push people on. The idea of like a way to play Axie is be just be a collector. So my artist friend, uh, he's disabled. He's uh, quadriplegic, and he moves his head and his neck, and he controls his computer with his eyes. Like he types with eye tracking software. It's fucking That's insanely sick. cool. Yeah, that stuff's gotten really sophisticated. But he's an artist, and he does mouth painting. So like I I don't know if I actually linked you. I'm gonna show you here. It's on my open OpenSea, so it's never far away. Kevin, welcome to the NFT Ooh. world um but he he's a mouth painter so he you know puts the paintbrush in his mouth and i found him um a collector's japanese part where it's like um food on a skewer and it almost looks like a little paintbrush uh so he bought a couple of them like oh shit these axes actually match me they're not good for battling but because they're like japanese parts that have been retired they're actually like collectible and i think they will appreciate okay so This is
1: an awesome NFT. You don't have to friend one.
0: Yeah, you don't have to battle. We can put it in the comments of the uh, the the YouTube video here. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so you don't have to battle to play Axie. You can just buy your Mystic and be a fucking king and hang out with the coolest people in the community. Come over to Mystic <laughs> Mountain, the Mystic Only Mystic channel. Mystic Mountain.
1: Dude, you're missing Ooh, out. Ooh, I love that. That um, uh, was one thing I noticed about loot that when that was popping off uh, like two weeks ago or so. The divine robes. If you happen to mint a uh, loot that had a divine robes in it, you had access to an exclusive Discord channel. Wow, uh, yeah. For divine robe holders. But yes, uh, Mystic, Mo- Mystic Mountain sounds like a cool place to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, anyway, long overdue to, to, to buy an Axie. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, step through this process this weekend with you.
0: It's not a bad idea. I'm trying to, there it is. Um, I'm going to do a screen cap and just show this uh, NFT off, the enlightened friend, because uh, I'm, I'm really proud of this thing is
1: i there we go would love to see the the process for this this is a a really cool yeah so uh, this one it has a little story
0: in the description here uh this was made in great company after a fulfilling day i was in my eye control toby interface using a simple paint app called klecky.com and had a magnificent Andrew Campbell as a model. I then used some clever AI thing to merge the portrait with one of my old mouth paintings. I painted this one early in my art transformation. It's a common uh, commemoration of a friend who passed away. So he painted that like kind of middle part of me, and then, yeah, combined it with this background thing that he kind of messed around with, with AI. Pretty wild.
1: Oh, I was muted. Yeah, no, I... Uh... I, I need to see the process like, uh, that's, this is wild. I, I did go through, uh, what was my most recent NFT purchase? I, um, yeah, uh, I don't have my open C up here. If you want, um, I can link you his Twitter and we can watch
0: this video. He's got yes, like a one. I'd minute. love to here. We can queue it up and watch it at the same time. Let me, uh, all right, so yeah, here it is. It's his pinned video. You got it? Yep. All right, so let's switch, and then wow. uh, I'll start it with audio. And if you're listening to the podcast, you can find this in the notes for sure. Um, and we'll give you the name of his Twitter afterwards. All right, you ready to start? Three, two, yeah. one, go.
2: My name go. is Pranter Brassi, uh, and I am a mouth painter. I've been painting for about eight years as a disabled person, technology has opened up many doors for me. It has allowed me to rejoin society in in many ways. It has created opportunities. (laughs) It has allowed me to create digital artwork. I am making digital art with my eye controlled interface. I'm using very simple uh, <laughs> online That's paint kind of applications and seeing what my limitations are uh, what I, I can create with these simple but high-tech tools I am then using artificial intelligence to play around with my results and then I'm exploring the possibilities of the nft technology
1: so how about that dude that is nuts that's so cool that uh i would love to see like what software he uses for the that eye tracking uh i don't i don't know i think it's the toby thing t-o-b-i-i i I think is the name okay
0: yeah it's pretty wild though It, it really is very cool um yeah, interesting guy as well. He uh definitely look him up if you're ever in uh in Iceland. That's uh as Twitter's a lot of characters. His name's Brandor. We'll put it in uh, put it in the description so you guys can check out that video yourselves. Very um, cool. Anyway, yeah, you I mean you were talking earlier about like uh distribution for artists. This is definitely uh kind of an example of that where I told him I, he has a ton of paintings in his house it's like dude you got to digitize some of these things
1: seriously I'm He's glad like, he is learning about NFTs then because uh, yeah I mean I, the I, I think of like <laughs> a lot of people give shit to people because like uh his art is is like I I'm not an not super into the art community but like I think it's relatively basic. I think it kind of has to be because he does a single art piece every single day. Um, but like when people got into doing NFTs and kind of like really helped kick off this huge wave that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, with digital art. Yeah. I, I saw that not so much as like, uh, one particular artist that like got lucky, like definitely he got lucky, um, but more of like the beginning of a new way to monetize mm-hmm. uh, something that we all consider very valuable. Like we all care about art. We like have art in our homes and mm-hmm. uh, to be able to bring that into the, the digital world uh, and be able to give that ability for artists to like create value in a totally new way. Um, I'm glad to see he's figuring this stuff out.
0: Mm-hmm. No, totally. Um, I think there's some something palpable to being like the true first mover. And in a world where copycats are so prolific, and it's like such a low barrier to entry to be a copycat, that's one of the few things that we have that's left. That's like an authentic resource like that, you know? Um, the ability to say, hey, we were the first ones we we created this so there's a better chance that we're going to push the envelope again because we're not copycats, we're innovators. That's like a really valuable sweet nectar, right? That's like part of that legitimacy that's a little bit hard to find in the crypto space still. I think it's getting better, but there's still it's like depressing to see like we have professional services now that do takedowns for phishing scams and like copycat like fake domains and yeah. Um, there's a lot of domains where they buy like the Google ad space. So it shows up first. If you don't like use an ad blocker, the irony that like now using, you can toggle your camera again, maybe um, yep. the, like the irony that using an ad blocker actually increases your security. Like that's really sad. Um, that like the ads have kind of been infiltrated by these scam sites that kind of look normal, but they're just fishing for your seed phrase and new users don't know better and go oh i got to upgrade my wallet okay if you say so i don't know um that's that shit's real scary and it's real proliferative and we take down a lot of stuff but it's like kind of an arms race it it's like hydra's dude it just comes back it's disgusting <laughs>
1: it, it kind of yeah it's No, awful. it does suck i mean like this is kind of the thing that uh i you would hope that regulation would be after like the the people that are clearly doing actual harm to this new industry um i know gary gensler has been in the news uh lately talking about how he thinks of crypto um but he doesn't seem as um focused on the sort of problems in the crypto space like it does feel very early internet to still be every single day bombarded by new messages on discord with people sending me like free giveaway links uh that basically just want to steal all of my crypto mm-hmm. um and it kind of it's a, it is very frustrating that uh it it's it is an arms race
0: yeah uh there's i don't have a great solution for it but we are fighting it we're actively taking stuff yeah. down and we're still dealing with that twitch scam i think i told you about it before it's like that bot script that spins up new channels. It's like just Axie Infinity plus some yeah. numbers. And it restreams our old AMA and has like an overlay about a giveaway. And the giveaway is just fishing for seed phrases. It's awful, dude. It's We've been battling this for months now. And hopefully Twitch is going to escalate it eventually. And it, it does require some preemptive, like, it's not a clever pattern. But if you're just going to put numbers at the end, there's uh, it's, it's a <laughs> lot of combinations. They can kind of do this endlessly. Um, Yeah, that's it's it's the dark side of crypto, man. I still have to say that when I talk to like normies on the outside, that's one of the things that I meet them halfway with. Or I go, dude, most of crypto fucking sucks. Like the early days have this dark side of, if you look at the volume, it's there's a lot of garbage, but the stuff that's awesome the like 10 or 20% or whatever yeah. of like the real builders you know the real defi sector the folks that are public invisible and and that kind of stuff like just putting your face on a project is a big deal that's uh whew.
1: yeah it sucks that, that that's a rare do, resource i forget to frame that perspective because i i've been thinking within the crypto bubble now for uh, well, we're good at blocking it out.
0: That's like a skill set is yeah, being able I to even, It doesn't noise. even like...
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I'm i focusing in on what I consider to be the most interesting things in crypto, which to an outsider, like they will likely have no clue that any of this. Well, stuff see, because
0: that's because you've got the filter. That's the real skill. You have yeah. like you and I both like are pretty good. And like the people that we hang out with, like at, hey, here's all this information skim this and kind of find the the important bits and like report the information that's relevant back we're pretty good at that right that's part of like making content and like journalism and learning and all those kind of things like they all coalesce in this ability to absorb a lot of information and distill it into the important important bits and be able to block out the stuff and noise. Be like, ah, that sounds sus. Ah, that seems stupid. And build out that process. That's actually pretty hard. And it's like, I, I take it for granted all the time. And especially for new, like, imagine if you're three months into having your first bank account and you've never survived a bear oh, yeah. market. And your bank account is all crypto. And, like, it's all SLP or something. You know? It's like... It's, it's a hard lot of to learnings. frame with that, that <laughs> yeah. mentality of how much, yeah, y- you need to um, learn some some pretty basic principles that you were never taught. So a lot of education to do, man. I mean, you could spend time just making a YouTube series. that's all about basic financial principles that's packaged in a way to make it fun. Gamify that shit. And dude,
1: you could be a billionaire, Kevin. Whoa. I never thought about making a podcast about Decentralized finance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely, um, I kind of, I guess it's just through practice, like anything else. You, you, you hone in. You have like your sensors uh, where some, you you know, your bullshit detector starts to develop, and your um, kind of idea of like where should I be focusing my attention is always being challenged by like a a hundred different things. And so um, I I think just through natural practice and, and you know, crypto Twitter, uh, just like ingest information. Basically. uh, I think learning is, is always uh, my favorite thing to do in the space.
0: Totally. That's the way to do it. Well, I think we should wrap this thing up, buddy, but uh, this was another great zero X. Of course, none of it, financial advice all of it for education entertainment purposes uh we are eventually going to get back on track of doing the digestible uh kind of one-off episodes but i think this after three weeks off it was nice just to do yeah. a little catch up and get some of this energy out um just needed to chat crypto. yeah it, it's felt good to kind of settle back into the workflow and get caught up on stuff because we got a lot coming um man this is going to be great. And also I think moving studios. So uh, I have a new spot. I don't know exactly when I'm going to break oh, this shit. ring down, but the backdrop uh, might change in future episodes. So, you know, prepare yourselves. It's going to be big. Don't freak out. I know it's scary. <laughs> change is scary. By the way, Kevin,
1: we got to do it to throw a warning up in the episode where you do do that.
0: Are you on Solana? Can we tease Solana? Are we going to talk about that next time? Because apparently they're doing crazy stuff. I haven't bought any. Avalanche, that's almost a top 10 token now. Hello. Avalanche still... just shot, shot yeah.
1: right through the charts there. So yeah, There's I, uh... still a lot
0: of crypto news to talk about. So when we come back next week, we can do a little prelude like and maybe it. try to tie that into the content. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we'll see. All right. Good chatting with you all. Great.